The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters Podcast, where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. I am your host, Nina Willen. I am a certified wound ostomy continence nurse and clinical consultant with Coloplast. Today's podcast guest is Mike Neeson. Mike is a 56-year-old double ostomate as a result of a stage 4 colorectal cancer diagnosis in the fall of 2008. Mike has been married to his wife, Patty, for 27 years, and they have two sons, Nicholas, a recent college graduate, and Benjamin, a junior in college. Mike recently retired from Anderson Windows after a 29-year career there. He spends his free time golfing, playing tennis, biking, and traveling. Mike and his wife are actively involved in fundraising for colon cancer research through the MKCCR Foundation. Mike also speaks to groups regarding living with ostomies and volunteers with cancer patients to help them deal with the cancer journey, including the effects of surgery, chemo, and radiation. Today we are talking about work, life, and ostomies, a balancing act. So Mike, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You recently retired. Congratulations. I did. So thank exciting. you. So <laughs> um, Let's talk about your work life with your ostomies. Uh, tell me what type of work setting you were in. For the most part, I was in an office um, setting. I did, uh, you know, have uh, air travel probably uh, twice a month. I also had, uh, you know, some um, long distance uh, automobile travel uh, every month. Um, you know, four or five hour uh, car rides to some of our suppliers. Pretty much a typical office setting with, you know, um, car and airline mm-hmm. travel. Okay. What concerns did you have when you first returned to work with new ostomies after your surgery? I I was pretty nervous. You know, I was nervous with everything from, uh, you know, if I did have any leaks, Mm -hmm. um, would people know? Would they be significant leaks, you know, know, my clothes or anything? Would there be odors? Again, I'm a double ostomy patient, so I was worried about, you know, any uh, odors from my colostomy, I was worried about any uh, urine leaks. I was worried uh, about having to use um, a public restroom at my place of employment. You know, would I bring the products in by hand, you know, as a male? It's not like I have a purse to bring in, you know, to the restroom. Um, So I had a lot of, you know, concerns um, about going back into kind of the workplace and uh, some of those things that uh, I wasn't even really super comfortable with, you know, maybe performing at home, some of the barrier changes or pouch changes, you know, now I was gonna have to do them in a, in a public restroom as opposed to the comfort and privacy of my own mm-hmm. restroom at home. You know, where do you set products, you know, down, you know, things like that. So uh, there's a, a lot to think about, even just going into an office environment as opposed to, you know, people who might be going, let's say, to a construction site or a field site or something like that. So I think for any of the patients, you know, there's a a lot to think about. And with me, with the air travel, 
you know, uh, I was thinking about, you know, TSA and getting through that, you know, being on a, a airplane, um, using the small restroom that's in an airplane. A lot of times there might even be a line or waiting. Um, so that was definitely a concern. And even the, the car rides, um, the majority of the time I was with other people. And so if you're in a car for four or five hours, um, you know, with my aerostomy, depending on how much you're drinking, you know, um, and if, if you're in a car, you know, you'd need to stop maybe every 90 at the most, 90 minutes at the most every two hours, something like that. So, you know, I was a little concerned about telling them, hey, I got to pull over. And they're like, hey, didn't we just stop a little while ago? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I think for any uh, ostomate going back into the work environment, um, I think it's probably a time of, uh, you know, some concern and mm-hmm. some anxiety. Did you share that you had ostomies with your coworkers? I, I did, you know, um, I think most of my coworkers and friends, colleagues, people in my social circles, I, I think they knew either because I had told them during my recovery period when I'd, you know, meet people for lunch or they'd come to the house to visit, um, or I think most of them probably knew from my carrying bridge site, you know, post-surgery, uh, my wife was taking care of my carrying bridge and I, we weren't trying to hide anything. I think we we're pretty open with that. So I think most of the people knew, um, a lot of people didn't bring it up, you know, uh, and didn't ask me about it. A, a few did, but, uh, the vast majority, I believe knew, um, but for their own reasons, either they, they were uncomfortable or they thought they'd embarrass me. You know, it, it wasn't a topic. Um, some of my engineering type friends who are more inquisitive, you know, would, would ask questions more out of curiosity. <laughs> okay. What supplies did you routinely bring with you to work? Well, I always wanted to be prepared. So um, I brought, uh, you know, uh, pouches and uh, barriers, you know, for my urostomy. My urostomy is a a one piece of the pouch and barrier, all uh, one piece on uh, my colostomy. It's it's two pieces, so I make sure I have barriers and uh, also pouches. And uh, you know, I would keep some in my desk, and you know, some in kind of my briefcase uh, travel bag. And so I, I made sure I was always pretty well supplied. You know, I I keep a couple depending on the time of the year, and you know, in a coat pocket, something like that. So, you know, they're, they're small, they fold easily, um, they're, they're pretty easy to bring to work in a discreet manner and to get to the restroom. Again, I, I was nervous about that in the beginning, but um, again, they're, they're small, um, you know, you don't have to carry them out in the open, mm-hmm. you know, as you go to the So would you the tuck restroom. them in your pocket? Yeah, then, just put them in, in okay. a pocket. Like I said, they fold easily, even uh, the urostomy uh, that's a little larger, you know, it folds in half easy and you're not going to mm-hmm. compromise the, the product or anything like that. Um, so uh, it's pretty easy to uh, to bring them in and to, you know, go into the cell and, and change them. And again, I became a little more proficient, a little more comfortable with it, you know, as time went on. But uh, I, I think there was more anxiety thinking about going back to work and how I'd handle those then once I got there and did it a couple times, then, you know, the, the comfort was there. Again, it was more fear of the unknown and how I would Absolutely. handle it than, uh, you know, and then maybe even walking out of the stall with, you know, the disposable bag to throw away, 
you know, but you don't carry it in a pronounced manner carrying mm -hmm. it out. You know, it's right. just, um, you know, the gray bag, it's in your hand, and you throw it in the garbage as you walk over to the sink to, to wash your hands. So you can still be very um, inconspicuous and, and discreet about it. And so you didn't mention like scissors or a pattern. So was this when you had already transitioned to pre-cut? Yes, I, I, I only uh, stayed uh, on, a, on a manual cut, I would say, maybe the first two months. Mm -hmm. You know, some of it was due to I couldn't go to a pre-cut just because both my stomas were kind of adjusting post-surgery. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think um, probably by about the two-month point, I was not back to work. Uh, after two months from my surgery yet. So by the time I went to work, uh, I was on pre-cut for both my urostomy and my colostomy. Because one hint that I've heard for people not yet in a pre-cut or if they're not able to, is to just have them cut ahead of time so that at work, when you're trying to you know, possibly change a pouch in the, in the bathroom stall, you're not having to mess with that part yeah, of it. And I would do that so. uh, during that first two months, even at home. Um, I didn't wait to cut them as I needed them. Um, I would cut them, you know, uh, ahead of time. Not, yeah. you know, six or eight of them or anything like that, but I'd always have a couple that were cut because um, when it was time to change my urostomy or early on I had some leaks, um, that wasn't the time to try and get the scissors out and be careful. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it was prudent to try to do have some of that ahead, ahead of time. So you had mentioned that you were you had concerns about encountering leakage or different pouching issues while at work. Did you did you actually have those issues? And if so, maybe talk about how you dealt with those. Yeah, a couple of times I, I did. Um, two of the times I remember it was my own fault uh, on my urostomy side. I simply, and I don't know if I had other things on my mind, you would think it would become routine, but I, I simply didn't put the plug in all the way in the bottom, you know, and, uh, or just, you know, kind of didn't put it in it at all. So, um, in those two cases, I remember the leak, it was pretty rapid, pretty extreme, you know, um, you know, I, I knew right away, uh, but by that time, you know, there was definitely, uh, you know, part of my pants were wet, the tail, kind of the front tail of my shirt was, um, so in those two cases, you know, I was fortunate. I lived fairly close to work and, um, you know, and I just left for a short period of time and went home and changed clothes and cleaned up and returned to work. There were other times that I had uh, the beginning of a leak um, with the product, I, one of the products I used to use, and uh, it, it didn't get to the point where it had soiled my uh, clothes at all. But I'll just say the adhesive had kind of come away from my skin at the top, and I knew I was at the early stages of one, and so I had to take care of it. Um, and I could tell just kind of from the odor a little bit, I could smell that that, that wasn't normal. And so that, in those kind of cases, I, was, I just changed it in the restroom. And again, uh, it hadn't progressed to the point where my, you know, my shirt or, or pants were impacted by it. But early on, I had a couple um, leaks. Like I said, a couple of more of my own making, a couple of more. I was using a product that just, uh, it, it didn't work for me mm -hmm. as well. Okay. So you, you mentioned an office-type setting. So did you wear suits quite often? Um, 
you know, sport jacket and a, and a okay. shirt. Um, you know, uh, my company had, for the most part, uh, unless we had some formal presentation, had really moved away from uh, kind of jacket and tie. Mm -hmm. um, sport jackets in the winter weren't uncommon. Um, a lot of time it was just an Oxford shirt and Dockers we were in for the most part in kind of a business casual. It wasn't uh, blue jeans, but it was kind of, you know, middle of the, the road there. Yeah. Did you have to make any clothing adjustments because of your ostomies? I, I didn't. I was nervous early on, you know, with kind of a belt and being a double ostomy patient that, you know, to have a, a belt kind of snug enough to, you know, hold your pants. Uh, would that impede kind of the flow or cut off anything with the pouches? But it it, it didn't. Um, so, you know, the products I had, you know, lay pretty flat against. So if I'm wearing just a Dockers and an Oxford shirt, um, you know, no one would know whether I'm standing or sitting. Um, you know, the very uh, flat, low profile kind of against my, my body. In closing, Mike, I think you've already offered some wonderful words of wisdom, but uh, what are some parting words of wisdom that you have for someone returning to work after a new ostomy or if, if there's a healthcare professional listening that's working with somebody thinking about going back to work? Um, I think my best words of wisdom are, you know, don't overthink it. And what I mean by that is, you know, people aren't going to know unless you tell them, you know. Because you're an ostomate, it's, it's not like you have a scarlet A, you know, on your uh, shoulder and that everybody in the work environment, you know, looks at you different and, and knows that. They, they don't. And so, you know, don't overthink the perception. Is everybody looking at me? What are they thinking? Because I, I just don't think that's going to be uh, the case. And as far as, um, you know, using products, changing in a restroom, some of these kind of things. Uh, again, you do it at home, you, you do the same thing at, at work. It might be a different environment, but the process of uh, changing pouches or barriers uh, is, is gonna be the same, whether you're at home or at work. So I, I don't think people should panic, uh, overanalyze it. I think the comfort level will come as you get into the work environment and you realize people don't look at you different. There might be some people who ask questions if you've uh, been open about uh, your surgery or the, the change in becoming an ostomate. But I guess the best advice I could give is it, it's going to be what you make it. If, if you're going to make it uh, a big deal and you're going to uh, have a lot of anxiety in, in the way people look at you. People look at you every day, so you can't uh, think that now if they look at you or ask a, a question, it's because of the change in your, um, your status. I, I think the best thing you can do is um, prepare yourself a little bit and uh, tell yourself things will be okay. Uh, you do these things at home, you'll do them in the work environment, and uh, again, uh, if people do ask a, a few questions, it's, it's because they care. Um, and so I, I would just say, uh, you know, take it slow and, uh, you know, get back into your, uh, your life, do the things you were doing before, whether it's work or activities, and uh, just uh, move forward. Very wise. Mike, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional, where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. 
For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us/professional.